Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, it's Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 14th of February. And on the Hebrew calendar, it is the fifth day of Adar 1. And this week, our parasha, or our portion from the Torah, is called Truma, which means heave offering. We're going to start today in Exodus 26, verse 15 through 30. But first, as we do in every episode, we'll take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Let's begin our reading from Exodus twenty-six fifteen. You are to make the framework of boards for the tabernacle from acacia wood, standing upright. The length of each board is to be ten cubits by one and a half cubits wide. There are to be two supports in each board, joined to one another. Do this for all the boards of the tabernacle. You are to make the twenty boards for the south side of the tabernacle, and forty silver bases underneath the twenty boards. Two bases go underneath one board for its supports, and two bases under another board for its supports. Likewise, for the second side of the tabernacle, on the north side, there are to be twenty boards, with their forty bases of silver. Two bases go under one board and two bases under the next board. For the back part of the tabernacle westward, you are to make six boards. Make two boards for the corners of the tabernacle on the back side. They are also to be doubled at the bottom in the same way joined at the top by the first ring. It is to be this way for them both, and they will provide for the two corners." So there will be eight boards with sixteen silver bases, two bases under each board. Also, make crossbeams of acacia wood, five for the boards on one side of the tabernacle, five for the boards on the other side of the tabernacle, and five for the boards on the back part of the tabernacle to the west. The middle crossbeam in the center of the boards will pass through from end to end. 
Then overlay the boards with gold, and make their rings from gold as holders for the crossbeams, and overlay the crossbeams with gold. You are to raise up the tabernacle according to the plan which you were shown on the mountain. That was Exodus 26, verses 15 through 30. And today, our portion from the prophets is 1 Kings 22. Three years remained without war between Aram and Israel. Then it came about in the third year that King Jehoshaphat of Yehuda came down to the king of Israel. The king of Israel said to his courtiers, Do you know that Ramot Gilad is ours? Yet we are still doing nothing to recover it from the hand of the king of Aram. Then he said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to battle at Ramot Gilad? Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Jehoshaphat said further to the king of Israel, Please inquire of the Lord for a word first. So the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and asked them, Should I march against Ramot Gilad to battle, or should I refrain? They responded, Go up, for my Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, uh, Yes, there is still one by whom we may inquire of the Lord, Micaiah, son of Imlah. But I hate him because he never prophesies good concerning me, only evil. But Jehoshaphat said, May the king not say so. So the king of Israel summoned one of his eunuchs and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah, quickly. Now the king of Israel and king Jehoshaphat of Yehuda were sitting each on his throne, arrayed in their robes, at a threshing floor at the entrance of Samaria's gate. All the prophets were prophesying before them. Now Tzidkiyahu, son of Chenana, made himself horns of iron and said, Thus says the Lord, with these you will gore the Arameans until they are consumed. Then all the prophets were prophesying so, saying, Go up to Ramot Gilad and triumph, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. Meanwhile, the messenger that went to summon Micaiah spoke to him, saying, Behold now, the words of the prophets are uniformly declaring favor to the king. So please, let your word be like the word of one of them, and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me, that will I speak. Now when he came to the king, the king asked him, Micaiah, should we march to Motgilad in battle, or should we refrain? March and triumph, he answered, and the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you swear to speak to me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then he said, I saw 
all Israel scattered on the hills as sheep without a shepherd. Then the Lord said, These have no master. Let each of them return home in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he wouldn't prophesy good concerning me, only evil? Micaiah then continued, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, with all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Then the Lord said, Who will entice Ahav to go up and fall at Ramot Gilad? One suggested this and another that, until a certain spirit came forward and stood there before the Lord and said, I will entice him. So the Lord asked him, How? And he said, I will go and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, You shall entice him and shall prevail also. Go and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has decreed evil upon you. Then Zidkiyahu, son of Chnana, approached Micaiah, struck him on the cheek, and said, Which way did the Ruach of the Lord pass from me to speak to you? Micaiah replied, Behold, you will see on the day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. Then the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and take him back to Ammon, the city governor, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this fellow in the prison and feed him only bread and water until I return safely. Micaiah then said, If you ever return safely, then the Lord has not spoken through me. And he added, Did you hear all you people? So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Yehuda, marched to Ramot Gilad. Then the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into the battle, but you put on your robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. Now the king of Aram had commanded his thirty-two chariot commanders, saying, Do no single combat with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. So when the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they said, He must be the king of Israel, and they turned aside to do combat with him. But Jehoshaphat cried out. When the captains of the chariots realized that he was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. But a man drew his bow aimlessly and struck the king of Israel between the lower armor and the breastplate. Then he said to the driver of his chariot, Turn around and take me out of the battle, for I'm wounded. The battle raged that day, and the king remained propped up in his chariot, facing the Arameans. But he died at evening, and the blood ran out of the wound into the bottom of the chariot. As the sun was setting, a shout went throughout the army, saying, Each man to his town, and each man to his land. So the king died, and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. 
Then they washed the chariot at the pool of Samaria where the harlots washed, and the dogs licked up his blood, just as was the word of the Lord that he had spoken. Now the rest of Ahab's deeds and all he did, including the ivory palace he built and all the cities he fortified, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Ahab slept with his fathers, and his son Ahaziah became king in his place. Now Jehoshaphat, son of Asa, began to reign over Yehuda in the fourth year of Ahab, king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was thirty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned twenty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azuva, the daughter of Shilchi. He walked in all the ways of his father Asa, not straying from them, but doing what was right in the Lord's eyes. However, they did not take away the high places, and the people continued to sacrifice and burn incense on the high places. Jehoshaphat also made peace with the king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Jehoshaphat, along with his might, that he showed and how he warred, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? He expelled from the land the cult prostitutes, remaining from the days of his father Asa. There was no king in Edom. A deputy was king. Jehoshaphat made Tarshish ships go to Ophir for gold, but they never went, because the ships were wrecked at Etzion Gevel. Then Ahaziah, son of Ahav, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my servants sail with your servants in the ships. But Jehoshaphat refused. Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of his father David. And his son, Yehoram, became king in his place. Ahaziah, son of Ahav, began to reign over Israel and Samaria in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he reigned two years over Israel. But he did what was evil in the Lord's eyes, and followed the way of his father, and the way of his mother, and the way of Yerav'am, son of Nevat, who caused Israel to sin. For he worshipped Baal, and bowed down to him, vexing the Lord God of Israel, like all his father had done. That was First Kings chapter 22, and that actually wraps up the book of First Kings. Today, our portion from the writings is Psalm 113. Hallelujah! Praise, O servants of the Lord! Praise the name of the Lord! Blessed be the name of the Lord from now and forever, from the rising of the sun to its going down, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, enthroned on high, who brings himself down to look upon heaven and upon earth? He raises the poor from the dust, lifts up the needy out of the dunghill to seat him with princes, with the princes of his people. He settles the barren woman in her home as a joyful mother of children. 
Hallelujah. That was Psalm 113. And now our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is John, or Yohanan 7, 25-53. Then some of the people from Yerushalayim were saying, Isn't this the person they're trying to kill? Look, he speaks openly, and they're saying nothing to him. Can it be that the leaders know he is the Mashiach? But we know where this person is from. But the Mashiach, whenever he may come, no one knows where he is from. Then, while teaching in the temple courts, Yeshua cried out, You know both who I am and where I am from. I have not come on my own, but the one who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Then they were trying to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Yet many from the crowd believed in him and were saying, When the Mashiach comes, he won't perform more signs than this person has, will he? The Pharisees heard people in the crowd murmuring these things about him, and the ruling Kohanim and Pharisees sent guards to arrest him. Yeshua said, I'm with you only a little while longer, and then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Judean leaders then said among themselves, Where is this person about to go that we cannot find him? He's not going to the diaspora to teach the Greeks, is he? What did he mean by saying, You will look for me, but will not find me? Where I am, you cannot come. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Yeshua stood up and cried out loudly, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Ruach, whom those who trusted in him were going to receive. For the Ruach was not yet given, since Yeshua was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some of the crowd said, This man really is the prophet. Others were saying, This is the Mashiach. Still others were saying, The Mashiach doesn't come from the Galil, does he? Didn't the scripture say that the Mashiach comes from the seed of David and from Bethlehem, David's town? So a division arose in the crowd because of Yeshua. Some wanted to capture him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the guards returned to the ruling Kohanim and Pharisees, who asked them, Why didn't you bring him? Never has anyone spoken like this man, the guards answered. The Pharisees responded, You haven't been led astray also, have you? Have any of the rulers or Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that doesn't know the Torah, they are cursed. Nakadimon, the one who had come to Yeshua before and was one of them, said to them, Our Torah doesn't judge a man unless he first hears from him and knows what he's doing, does it? They answered him, You aren't from the Galil too, are you? 
Search and see that no prophet comes out of the Galil. And everyone went to his own house. That was Yohanan or John 7, 25-53. And uh, if you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll go ahead and read 2 Timothy chapter 3 today also. Well, thank you so much for listening and following along with us this year as we read through the scriptures. I just um, want you to know that we appreciate your prayers so, so much. We're thankful to have uh, my husband back home again for the time being um, from his work in Gaza, which we don't know if it's all completed yet, but for the time being, he's home and... um, We're so, so thankful that he's safe with us. Just came back last night, so we're going to start getting used to life with him here again, and it's a wonderful feeling. All right, thanks again for all your love and prayers. We appreciate every one of you so much. Pray that you have a good day and that the Word of God was a blessing to your heart as you were listening. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.